Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. couple of plugs up top, buds. On January 25th, Thursday, 8 p.m., Comedy Store, Glazer's After Party, an amazing lineup, headliner Neil Brennan, Ali Mikofsky, Leonard Smith Jr., Omid Singh, Fifi Dosh, Luke Schwartz. Shout out Luke Schwartz, who just had a baby getting back in the game. Good friend. And also at Petty Cash Studios 128. Mark, is that a Saturday? Sunday, 8 p.m., new material show, Bombs Away, presented by producer Mark and Petty Cash Studios. I'm hosting new material. There's an Eventbrite link. All of this is in uh, my bio on my Instagram at GlazerBooHooHoo. If you live in Los Angeles, come to the Comedy Store. Come to Petty Cash Studios. Uh, come see some great live comedy with some amazing, amazing performers. How about you, Mary Jane? What do you got? Nothing. That's a hell of a lineup at the Comedy Store. Jesus. I'm pretty stoked. Trying to start yeah. the year out with a sold-out show. Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan. Fun. I texted him. What? Oh, okay, 2024. Yeah, it was cool. That's and we both played it really cool. cool because he didn't get back to me for like five hours mm-hmm. and I didn't get back to him for like three hours. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't even with the fucking... I don't even know how to play that game anymore. I've removed myself from the the texting back or not texting back. Thing. They say that the most successful people get back to you right away because mm-hmm. they're so busy that they just don't have time to like put it on the back burner because it'll never happen. Right. If they don't fire it off right away, it gets buried. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm highly successful because I will always get back to you right away. I'm never going to let it linger. And if you don't get back to me, like I'm not, I, it's funny that we're talking about this because I just texted a friend who I found out got married and our friendship is super, super, super fallen off. Like I'm not pretending we're close, but also, you know, she reaches out to me on like big occasions and stuff to just be like thinking of you or whatever. And I texted her to be like, Hey, I heard you got married. Congratulations. Wishing you all the best in 2024. And she didn't get back to me. Mm. And I was like, huh? And then I was like, a, a previous me, a different me, uh, an earlier era me would have been like super butthurt about it. And like, what did I do? And oh my God, do I need to send her a card? And how can I make amends? I'm like, no, man, sometimes there's just a season for friendships and sometimes those times are over and that's totally fine. Yes. And she knows I wish her well. And that's yeah. all I needed to do because it's not about me. Right. 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 So, yeah, I just I, that literally happened yesterday. The, so just the texting back thing. I was just thinking about that. It's interesting, right? It really is. Letting go. Letting go. Ah, Letting go. Yeah. What up, Mary Jane? How are you? Yo. <laughs> wow. I'm good. How are you, Mike? Great. Great. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, cooking, culture, calling shit out and growing and letting go. Growing and letting go. Yeah. Oh, please take it away. Uh, well, I mean, there's so many things. I was going to start with my soup, but we can also talk about my sprout. Where do you want to go? Uh, both. Okay. Are, both are exciting. Well, first, soups I, and sprouts. I just wanted to share because I know how much you love soup and you're pro soup. Like your your stance on soup is very supportive, right? Uh, <laughs> I fucking uh, hate soup. For anyone who <laughs> didn't hear our episode uh, from a million years ago, just give me. Uh, okay, I I don't want to disparage <laughs> something because you made a soup and I'm excited to hear about it. So this isn't about me. Go go off with your soup game. Well, listen, I wanted to talk to you about this soup because sorry here, I touched your hand. No, no, it's okay. Here's a soup that is uh, I I I think might bring you over to the other side. I think this soup might bring you to the to the pro soup corner bowl. 
<laughs> round space dojo because it is it's an Italian wedding soup and it's got meatballs in it. So it's sort of like um it's really like meatballs in liquid. It's it's, okay. it's kind of just like a meatball dish. <laughs> um I've actually never had meatballs outside of a like pasta or sub or anything. So what's the I've never had Italian wedding soup is a better way to say it. I, what's the broth situation? What's the liquid? I got so excited about it because so I'm really trying to um cook down everything that I have in my pantry and my fridge and just like use everything up and really go back to basics for cooking for myself at home right now. And I'd gone to Costco and I'd gotten a rotisserie chicken that Archie and I enjoyed for like a fucking week because that's a lot of meat for me and one small dog. Yeah. So then I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? Like, I can't waste it. So I made a stock with the rotisserie chicken. And then I was trying to figure out what to do with all that stock because I don't want to just put it in my fridge and then let that go bad or necessarily freeze it. So I made this soup. It was my version of the Italian wedding soup. This uh, recipe that we have up on the screen is from the New York Times uh, cooking app, which I freaking love. And I just substituted a few things that I just had in my fridge. So instead of ground pork and beef, I used ground turkey. And instead of using the pasta that they recommend, I just used couscous because that was what I had. And then oh, I had yum. like some weird old spinach that I threw in there. And um, it was freaking good. That will bring me around to soup. The, yeah. The um, reuse, recycle, reduce mm -hmm. of of is... That is representative of soup. I can really get behind. Totally. That's exactly what I wanted to like the kind of vibe that I wanted to go with, like using everything, making the stock and then, you know, using some frozen ground turkey that I also had from the Costco run to like make the meatballs. And that was really mm. satisfying. And I had so much to do yesterday. I was like, I'm going to be super productive on this Sunday. And then I realized that today we're recording on MLK Day, which is a holiday. Yeah. And so I realized that I could actually make myself a Sunday supper and just have that whole vibe. And I like caught up with a bunch of friends over the phone and I just like chit chatted while I slowly made my meatballs and browned them and then put them in this beautiful soup. And I sat down with it and watched uh, John Mulaney's comedy special. And it just felt like I was really taking care of myself. That is awesome. It was good. It was real nice. This might be the year of Sunday is God's day and I'm and I'm not doing nothing. We used to do Sunday suppers. I know. You and I and that was really nice. It was really nice. It was hard for me to uh stick with because I also like just wanted to lay around and watch Netflix all day long. For sure. And just like take six naps. I woke up at 3.30 yesterday. Wow. I mean, we'll get into why yeah, a I little later in the episode. Because exactly. you baked yourself into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> but for real. Yeah. 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 When I woke up and it was 3.30 and I was like, I got an hour of light. Oh, I'll open God. the window. Did you go outside? I, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Forced good. it. Forced it. Good, good, good. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that. This this is the kind of thing. Okay. So uh, a couple of appreciation shout outs. Mary Jane for Christmas got me an electric kettle and it's so nice and it fits on my counter where I don't have much counter space and some instant coffee and some tea, which I think was a big gamble and roll of the dice on your part because I am anti-soup. I am anti-tea. <laughs> Um, with some honey. And now, now that I don't have to wait for a pot of water to boil to make tea and I can have it in a minute, I'm, I'm really trying to cut out sugar and all kinds of things this, this month, especially. Mm. And so having tea with honey as like a weird dessert when I have the munchies and I'm stoned at midnight was so nice and it was so soothing and it helped my throat with all the joints I've been smoking because I'm practicing rolling joints. <laughs> Sorry, I'm all over the place. But the point is, is that you are converting me and I wanted it to be funny that I'd still be like, nah, fuck soup and nah, fuck tea. <laughs> 
But I'm trying to be more honest this year and have some candor. And so, yo, I might be swayed into the dojo. I might be yo. sliding into the bowl. Pro soup. Dipping a toe into the cup. Yeah. Yeah. Can I? You're making me think tangentially. You just said candor. And that made me think of canters. And I thought it was so funny when we left here last week and I was coughing and feeling sick. And you're like, can I send you some soup from canters? And I was like, no, I'm good. And then I was like, doesn't he remember when we toured the kitchen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why would you offer me soup from Candor's, Mike? I don't need to go on the record to say anything more than... I wanted to get you double sick. I don't <laughs> want to have soup from Cantor's. Thank you so Why? much. I think they just use their hand to scoop the meatballs out. It's I mean, fine. I was just... I truly dove my own hand into a jar of pickles that was just offered to me. I was like, this doesn't seem like health code um, up to snuff. No, Yo. I do think that... Shout out to Cantor's because I do think they are so connected yeah. underground. Remember when they got a C for their health rating? And then, yeah, and we know why. And we know why, because you put your hand in the pickles. <laughs> it's my fault. I just was laughing, though. I was like, why would Mike? It was so funny. I was like, send me some John and Vinny's maybe, but like, <laughs> no thanks on the canters. I'm good. That's oh, so man. true. That's so true. So, well, listen, as far as soup goes, I made this huge <laughs> batch of this stuff. I have a couple of jars in the fridge. Uh, you know, if you feel like tasting it, I'm certainly happy to share it with you. It's I'm trying to also set myself up with like some batch cooking. Mm -hmm. to stock my fridge so I'm not doing any DoorDash, Postmates, late night, you know, spending money on like walking over to Genghis Cohen or whatever. Okay, so this looks more like a stew to me. And mm. I think I'm way more open to stew because it is, it's it's the ratio of broth to secrets inside the broth. Yes. is It's much higher on secrets. And right. I feel like soup is all about the liquid and I'd rather just like drink a cup of bone broth uh -huh. than deal with like a chicken noodle soup that just has like noodles floating around that fall off of your spoon and like mushy vegetables that have been overcooked. This looks like a stew and to me a stew is 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 something I can get involved with. It's true. It's true. It is full of treasures. You can find like every meatball is a delight. Every mm -hmm. you know piece of like orzo or couscous or whatever you put there in is a, a nice surprise. Yeah. One of my favorite soups also uh, that I'm loving right now at Trader Joe's is the tomato dumpling Calabrian chili soup that also has secrets in it because the, they have these like little bread dumplings in there. Ooh, sweet little treat. Yes. I just drink it like cold out of the fridge because it's so it's one of the ways that I'm trying to get vegetables right now because I just uh, I fall down on the vegetable front sometimes. You know, I love pasta and I love protein. So I'm trying to get some more leafy stuff and and green stuff in my life. That's nice. Mm -hmm. OK, I'm pro soup. I'm pro stew. OK, I'm anti soup. OK. And I'm um, uh, I'm independent on tea. Wow. Libertarian. I'm a liberal. I'm a tea libertarian. A tea libertarian. Libertarian. Okay. <laughs> Great. You're part of the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Remember it's those guys? Remember when the tea part? The fucking God. Politics in this country is such a fucking trip. I moved to this country when right when Bush was elected, and since then it's just I can't even keep track. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Remember the Tea Party? That whole situation? I do, but I don't remember it well enough to know if it actually mattered. Yeah, because it kind of was like the beginning of what we're experiencing now. Exactly. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I Anywho. can't get into politics on here, please. <laughs> okay. Because I'll get, I'll start. I just, start, uh, so you'll start doing your Biden material? Well, no, not even. I mean, he's done. 
It's, I don't want to talk more about it. Let's okay. Not, let's if we ever do Patreon again. Okay. We can do like a. We can fire it back up and we, get into politics over there. For you sure. know what I mean. I, pr- I appreciate that. Let's leave that for a tier that where people really like us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we really want to hear them talk about that. Okay, so soup. <laughs> so soup. Uh, we know what you like, folks. Great. My soup, the Italian wedding soup. Uh, I'm all about it, and I will be making it many times this winter because it's soup season. It's freaking cold. It is, and for and also I want to shout out jacket season here in LA you really only have a two-month window to bust out your heat mm-hmm. when it comes to jackets and everyone is looking so beautiful in their fancy jackets their yes. puffers their trenches their um one of ones their upcycle everyone is busting out some beautiful coats and uh, I just love this is my favorite time of year in LA because everyone is looking so dazzling so fresh renewed from the new year and it's cold mm-hmm. so you, everyone's walking around just looking hot as shit and cozy and cozy yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Italian weddings. Yes. Jewish birthdays. Okay. Segway King. <laughs> Segway Thank King. you, Mark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jewish birthday today. Okay. Shout out to my grandma, Sally. Wow. She's 93. Happy birthday, Sally. If you're watching us on YouTube, Weed and Grub, there's a picture of her and I um, from the last time I was in Chicago when I was opening for Joe Mandy there and I brought her a Domino's pizza and we ate Domino's pizza and caught up for a couple hours. Yeah. And, um, I just love her so much and she's 93 today and I'm so, so happy that you two got to meet because she asks about you every time we talk on the phone and, um, she loves you so much. I love her so much. It's, uh, it's just so cool. And at 93, like every day is like, let's see, you know what I mean? She's had such a full, beautiful life. Um, I, maybe I can share a story or two, but like my grandpa John worked for Al Capone. I can't imagine that um, their lives in Chicago were easy when you're a part of the mob and you're pretty connected to the mob. So I don't really know much about my grandpa John's history, but now that he's passed, Sally has opened up and shared some stories, um, which helps me understand where I came from a lot better. And uh, she's just an incredible woman. So uh, happy birthday, Sally. I love you. Happy birthday. She loves you so much. I always love when she calls when I'm around and I can hear her coming down the phone. She's just like, oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. I love you so much. How are you? Oh. I know. I knew you're going to have your name in lights. Oh, Michael. <laughs> She's great. Awesome. She, she really is. She really is. So um, shout out, Sally. That that was kind of the only thing I brought to the table today was oh. my grandma's birthday. <laughs> I had a whole list of stuff to get into. So do you want to just keep rolling? Yeah, please. Uh, okay. What what was the next thing that we had going? Was the Sprout update? Okay. So I people I'm sure will not care about this, but I am very excited about the fact that I'm actually growing something because I've killed everything. I managed to kill a weed plant, for God's sakes. I bought an instant pot plant during the pandemic and tried to grow my own cannabis and miserably failed. Isn't that just you water it? Isn't that the directions? It just says like <laughs> step one, water it. Step you- two. Put, keep watering yeah, it. Yeah, keep watering it and like check check it for, you know, yeah. spots and see if it needs more light or whatever. But maybe no. play some Van Halen once in a while. Exactly. For it. You know, talk to it, be nice. No, I um my issue was that I kept it outside and it just got attacked by all sorts of creatures. Oh. I thought that it would be fine to keep out on my patio and it really needed to be an indoor plant. Yeah, you have like baby possums and raccoons. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of um uh LA wildlife There's that goes through your backyard. Your fence is, I think, like it's like a what's it called? Like a um, like a freeway, like, like a, little, a freeway. Yeah, yeah I really think a, it's so. It's a possum freeway for sure. Yeah, and there's definitely raccoons. I've got some owls. Um, no skunks in my neighborhood, unfortunately. I do love a skunk, but um, yeah, all sorts of critters, squirrels, hummingbirds. They're, they're all around. It's mm-hmm. like fucking 
you know, what's the what's the animated movie with all of the creatures? Bambi. Cinderella? Bambi? Who knows? Any Disney movie. My backyard is like a Disney movie. <laughs> and Archie is like the gatekeeper. Yeah. He just goes out and barks at everything. Oh, so when you put uh, that um, auto-flowering weed plant out there, you were basically ringing a dinner bell. Yeah, I was just inviting <laughs> everyone to come and chow on this fucking poor little ruderalis auto-flowering thing that was supposed to be so easy to take care of. I killed it. <laughs> so I was very excited when a couple of weeks ago, and I did a little update here on the podcast too. I went home to Newfoundland and there was this old desiccated plant that I had gotten when I was a kid. And then my dad kept it alive my whole life. And then when he passed away, it sort of fell into, you know, just like not getting watered or anything. And I thought it was totally dead. And then there was this one little sprout that I brought back and I've potted it and it sprouted. And I was so excited, made a little video about it for social media. Is it at, is it on, it's the mail for me? Yes, yes, okay, it's on cool. anywhere you want to look. And uh, thank you for the shout out. Yep, the sandwich channel. Um, it's the mayo for me. And um, I uh, this week have been doing a lot of like card pulls and looking into astrology and just what's happening and sort of like really trying to go with the universal energetic flow in order to move myself forward in my life and letting go of things that don't serve me and welcoming in the new. And so I did this big card reading over the weekend and I was watching some videos and then I looked at my little sprout and my sprout has a sprout. So this is a picture of it. When it started out, it was just those two little leaves up top. And now that that two has sprouted another little bud. And it's just wow. so sweet because obviously it's attached to memories that I have as a child and through my whole life with this plant. But also I didn't kill it. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, actually, it's going the other way. It's living. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to actually grow this thing and maybe, um, you know, produce some more things like sprouts that I can share with friends. When this gets to be bigger, is Sorry. it a vine? Is it just like a, a plant? Does it flower? It's like, the what's coolest the... plant. It's called a piggyback plant. And you can see the sort of serrated edges of the leaves on each one of those tips. When it grows, it grows a tiny little kind of bud that then falls off. So it looks kind of like, you know, when you see a possum with its babies on its back, Yeah, it looks like that. It's like a leaf with a bunch of little babies hanging around the edge and then those fall off and they proliferate and sprout. So it's, it's actually a really easy plant to grow. It's not like a, it's not like a, you know, crazy, like rare fern or something. So for me to be amazed that I kept it alive, shouldn't, maybe it's not a big deal, but I'm proud of it and Good. it will um, thrive. And when it grows really big, I'll be able to give other sprouts away. That's really cool. That's yeah. like a that's like a friendship bracelet from nature. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> exactly. That's so cool. Yeah. Sharing cuttings with friends. And I'm kind of excited to like become a plant person now and, mm. and really garden because I've really changed. What happened to all the plants I gave you that you gave me that I returned and conveniently forgot at your place? You gave me not live plants. You gave me like weird floral arrangements that were made from artificial plants. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're still kicking around somewhere with probably gathering dust somewhere. For sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like have changed the whole vibe of my house right now. And I've really like done a lot of, you know, trying to like reconfigure it and stuff and a big piece of it is growing growing some plants and adding some greenery into my life beautiful it's real nice beautiful yeah uh this is awesome congratulations thanks and the piggy butt piggy back plant piggy butt uh, pig piggy butt plant uh <laughs> sounds really cool please keep us updated i will yeah absolutely what's next here oh well you already brought it up you were saying you're cooking on astrology. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't feel like any of this is going to be really jokey or funny. So it's just, you know, if if, if you want to let go of some shit and move into some new shit, this is the week to do it. 
Really? Truly, yeah. The video that's playing here is like let go and keep moving. about how Capricorn is, you know, representing this time to move and Aquarius has the potentiality of the future and just the way the stars are aligning and moving January 15th to the 21st is like a critical window in which you can truly like level the fuck up. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So this is not the time to sleep till 3.30 in, in the afternoon. This is the time to like wake up and get it going. It's, it's the time to do whatever it is that you need to do to move yourself forward. That's interesting because, you know, every day I wake up and uh, one of the ways that I get myself to shower every morning is by going into my shower and saying the things that I want out loud this year. Great. Boom, 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 boom. And they are they are coming true. Love and, it. And um, those holograms, I think there was a CIA document. Have we talked about that on here? The hologram document? What? I'll have to look it up to do more learning, but maybe Mark can look it up too. There was a CIA or FBI document that was released maybe maybe even in the um, like late 1900s, mm -hmm. like 1990 or something. But it was about um, um, manifestation. And if you say things out loud because of the way our reality works, that will create holograms and portals that you can mm. walk through. And there was scientific evidence to prove this. And then these documents got released. And so, you know, whether you believe in astrology or whether you just believe in saying things out loud or whether you don't believe in any of it and you just want to be like, that's what I want. And none of nothing else sure. has to do with that. Yep. The the point of, oh, the gateway process. There it is from the CIA. Okay. The, the gateway process. Wild. Um, I'd love to do more reading into it, but essentially. Um, it says the first video says the CIA proves manifestation is real. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Well, I mean, I think even just the most basic, like if you act like you got the job. It's more likely that you'll get the job. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because of just energetically. So as as much as I don't know about um, horoscopes or astrology as you do, it doesn't matter because I'm in my shower every day saying those things out loud. And if this is the week to really lean in and say them out loud and then my um, New Year's resolution is to be unreasonable, meaning put myself out there, say the things I want to the people that need to hear them because closed mouths don't get fed. So let's go. Let's be a little more unreasonable, a little more uncomfortable, put myself out there a bit more. Um, if this is the week to do that, that's great to know. Like great. that's what I need to that's what I need to hear so that when I make these CIA holograms, I can walk through them with purpose and ease. Fantastic. I fucking love it. Yeah. And also I think like it's funny because I don't put a lot of weight in astrology. It doesn't do it for me the way that like you lighting a candle on New Year's and doing card pulls. Like mm -hmm. I, I have an I have an enjoyment with it, but um, I also worry that it takes away my free will. And oh, so, right. and but 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 that's even even that's bullshit. Yeah, right. Like the because I'm still doing the same thing. I'm just transferring it into another context. Yeah, yeah. Right. So how can I not? like this one but like this one when it's all the same sh shades of the same shape yeah it's all just for me the card pulls are they're not prophecy they're not foreseeing anything that i'm not already thinking about doing they're just a means of reflection like the card i pulled today was the eight of cups which involves walking away from something that you have created in order to manifest new things mm. and i just thought that was so interesting i was like okay what is like what part of my life is that reflecting is that a personal thing is that a professional thing it just forces you to sort of like sit and contemplate while you drink your coffee and listen to some fucking jams you know yeah well in pulling that card and then coupling that with the 15th being the first of the week for this like mm -hmm. um like taking charge of your future and getting the things you want um combining those things two things together like how do you approach that now 
or what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It just it. means okay. like that's See, the that's thing. Where, that's it, the thing is like now I feel like I'm like, oh, I have undue pressure on myself too. No, it just means like sitting for a moment while I was sipping my coffee and I lit this nice candle and I was listening to some music and I was like, what is it that I'm about to sort of like move away from? And I was really thinking about it and I was like, oh, that's just that's just an interesting piece. Like it, it just happens to be something that like I'm just grappling with personally. And I was like, yeah, that just sort of feels like a good sort of reminder that th this is the this is the direction that I'm going in. And just to think about it while you drink your coffee. That's all. Yeah. It's not like um, meaningful in any way where it's like this is something that now has to happen because I pulled this card and it's written in stone or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's the part in growing up because my mom um, will go to tarot readers and um, fortune tellers. And mm -hmm. did I talk about my brother's dog psychic on here last week? <laughs> oh my God, please do. Okay, okay. Um, Let's talk about a dog psychic. Yeah, Thank let you. me, let me, <laughs> Mark's looking at me like bury the lead, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Finally, we got to something funny. <laughs> Everyone's like, these guys are fucking boring this week. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay, I won't talk about my mom. Let's just move right into the dog psychic. Let's hear it. So my think, I think my mom and dad for... Uh, it, uh, for maybe Patrick, my my brother's husband Patrick mm -hmm. shares the same birthday as my mom, and so I, I'm not sure if it was a Christmas present or a birthday present for Patrick. But um, they have a dog named Riley. Matthew and Patrick have a dog named Riley, and my mom got them a dog psychic reading for <laughs> Riley. And the keys to it, if I remember correctly, are you send some information to the dog psychic name, breed, da 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 da. And then you start asking yourself what questions you want the dog psychic to, to ask. And then you start asking Riley the dog questions and being like, do you want to know about this? Do you want to know about that? And so if Riley is like smiling and wagging its tail, then maybe it wants to like know about that question. And then they sat there on Zoom for, I think, one or two hours oh my God. with a dog psychic. And they went through every question and had a futuristic reading and it was like riley do you like being a touch therapy dog and going to the hospitals and then she would like get a premonition and talk to riley psychically and she would say riley is saying yes i love my purpose and i make people happy and that makes me happy that is what i want to do with my life and then matthew and patrick are like oh thank goodness thank god what a good boy riley and and they did that for two girl. hours uh oh she is a girl uh what a what a girl what a good day riley and so like they uh did that for like two hours and um yeah dog psychic how do we feel about it mike <sighs> <laughs> seems like there's some stuff to unpack there i am happy they're happy okay i would never mm -hmm. i don't find any of that to be anything more than a fun thing to do for two hours in the afternoon i guess but i don't know that i don't i don't know that any of that's anything more than a fun thing to do sure you know i mean psychics in general yes or no no yeah have you ever experienced one had a psychic reading mm -hmm. uh we did one at a carnival uh oh god right and, that um, was really really not good for me yeah right yeah um, How was that for you? No, nah, not for me. Yeah, not for me in general. I mean, I go. I'm so. I'm. I'm a cynic, which is fine, and I don't mind being dazzled. I'm open to dazzle, mm -hmm. but I don't think that. Look, I keep staying in haunted hotels every time I go perform out of town. Mm -hmm. I have not been possessed once. I have not seen one ghost. I have not heard the scurrying footsteps of children who are haunting that place. Nope. 
Doesn't mean I don't believe in ghosts. Doesn't mean I'm not open to it. Psychics, very open to it. Tell me something about my past. Tell me something no one else would know that couldn't be on Facebook or in some weird dark web deep dive that you do before I get there. I'm open to dazzling. Mm -hmm. Have not seen it, have not experienced it. Therefore, quite skeptical. I am so with you on that. And it's interesting because I think a lot of people would be like, oh, well, I love tarot and I love astrology would mean you also are really into psychic stuff. I think psychics are fucking hooey. Mm -hmm. I've never had a good experience with one. I had a really fancy one like who was quite famous. Um, I had a session bought with them for a birthday years ago and couldn't have been more wrong on every level. I was like, you just are not getting anything. This is super, super weird. And um yeah, and I think they take advantage of people. You know, and there was that whole like spiritualist movement way back when, when Houdini was actively like working to try and debunk all of these. Like that was a big part of Houdini's life because he was like, these people are charlatans. They're taking advantage of people who have lost people, who have crossed over. And they're, you know, like taking money from people and saying you're talking to your dead relatives or whatever. So, yeah, yeah I think on that level, I'm just like, no, it's a bunch of freaking nonsense. I actually recently had one last year, a friend bought me um, another kind of like fancy expensive one and it was over the phone. And the whole time I was just like, this is just, no, no, it just feels, feels wrong. And like, you're making stuff up and yeah, I don't know. And now I'm on her email list. Oh God. Oh, unsubscribe. <laughs> no, it's kind of, in, it's entertaining. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because she like changes her name every few months and she's all like, you know, at 11.11, the angels will circle you and say this prayer for, you know, and send me $5 or whatever. I'm just like, uh, no. A hundred percent. We're good. Yeah. 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 So, I, you know. I think that like the cards and the, the astrology and stuff are a means of self-reflection and the, the psychic stuff is like you're trying to see something that you don't know about. When you say it like that, it makes me understand that it can be used as a prompt. Yeah. As like a, as like a, a, a spiritual prompt. Mm-hmm which might be a nice kickstart into yourself. Yeah, it's just right? a, it's just about like learning more and diving deeper into using your intuition to unlock self-knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Love it. Can yeah. absolutely get behind that. They're not going to tell you anything that you don't already know. Yeah. Somewhere. I don't I yeah, I think um I think when you start looking for answers within it is mm -hmm. when I start to get a little hinky. Yeah. Yeah. Or when a, a a person through a Zoom screen talks to your dog and your dog starts wagging its tail <laughs> and that means communication is happening. Right. Tough to buy. Yeah, yeah, Tough yeah. Tough to buy. Okay. Oh, your dog is happy. <laughs> oh, a word? A word. Cool. Oh, she likes treats? Oh, yeah. No shit. I'm getting the word sausage is coming to mind. Does sausage mean anything to you? <laughs> Okay, dude. <laughs> yeah, it does. She loves venison and steak. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, <laughs> ridiculous. So it's a no on psychics. Uh, is this a good time shit. to get to the news? Let's get to the news. The Grublick is at this week. It's Europe this week. Okay. So this Not is. Not Europe, the country, but no. you are up. I am up with the news story, which is fantastic uh, news. And well, it depends on how you feel about it because. The news is, uh, this story is from Politico, reported by the amazing Natalie Fertig. Follow her on Twitter because she's just the most connected cannabis correspondent in the country. She's and sorry we never released your episode. Fantastic. No, we did. We did? Yeah. Uh, retract. Redact. <laughs> um, 
The headline is that federal scientists conclude there is credible evidence for certain medical uses of marijuana. And basically, the story is that the Department of Health and Human Services has concluded that marijuana is less harmful than other drugs and that there's evidence of uh, medical benefits. And the agency released a 252-page review outlining the reasoning that the Food and Drug Administration has come to this conclusion. So it is recommending that cannabis is being removed from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3, which will obviously change the It'd be huge. legalization status of it. And it will... Um, you know, give a lot more access to studying it. And <coughs> uh, what are they, what are they basing this new, like pushing it from schedule one to schedule three? And you're saying it's, is it from data and research that has been pulled? Yeah. So Biden uh, in October of 2022 issued an executive order to the Department of Health and Human Services to look through all of the available research on cannabis and recommend if it should be moved from Schedule 1, where it has been for 50 years, Nixon put it under Schedule 1, meaning that it has no medical use and a high potential for abuse. It's up there with LSD and heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I have this lingering cough. Um, so Schedule 3 would make it on the same level as, I believe, um, anabolic steroids, um, testosterone, ketamine, Tylenol with codeine, that sort of stuff, where it's like accepted medical use on some levels. Yeah. And also the idea of like moderation. Mm-hmm. Like there's enough information here to know that like if you use steroids all day, all the time, it's going to um, be really harmful to you. If you cycle it because you're in a Marvel movie, you're going to be fine. Right. Just <laughs> use it with caution and make sure you take care of yourself. That there's an accepted, yeah, medical yeah. use. And so this would really affect legalization. And obviously, you know, people are saying, you know, Biden is doing badly in the polls right now. So this is a, a calculated political move. But Great. regardless of whatever the political move is, it would be, I think, in a lot of ways, wonderful. And then in other ways, tricky because it's continuing to have Drug Enforcement Administration oversight over the um, substances. <coughs> Sorry. Take, here, take a big cough and I'll, <coughs> I'll keep co- talking. Okay, thank you. Keep going and going. I think, yeah, but everything happens in increments, right? It's baby steps. Like, I mean, if what about Bob didn't teach us anything? It's that everything takes baby steps. And the more baby steps you take, the longer the road to success, you're getting closer and closer. <laughs> Thank you. So I think that this is a great what about Bob moment for cannabis. Sure. Baby steps towards legalization. It, Baby steps towards the industry flourishing. Baby steps towards small businesses being open and having a seat at the table. Baby steps towards people getting out of prison. Baby steps towards Biden putting his money where his mouth is and saying one thing and now it's happening. And that takes time. Sure. So I am all about the baby steps. Yeah. I, I would just say like as cannabis activists and advocates, though, like I, I want it descheduled. You know, it shouldn't be under the purview right. of Big Pharma or the Drug you know, Enforcement Administration. It should be completely removed from the schedule. Um, alcohol is not scheduled. Tobacco right. is not scheduled. Cannabis should not be scheduled. Um, but we need to we need that month. Like the government's going to take the biggest piece of the pie they can from this thing. And of course. Give it to Ukraine or wherever the money's going to go. So like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the that's the reality of it is I don't think it's ever going to be like I agree with you. I also don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, yeah. Deschedulization. I mean, what I would love for that to happen, but I, you know, I, I just don't see it ever getting there, unfortunately, because there's um, 
I mean, for like, you know, there's going to be drug commercials for it in 10 years, probably. I mean, sure. I, I think there are, you know, a bunch of a bunch of ways forward. This is one of them. Mm. This is a way forward, which is good. Um, but also a lot of the activists and advocates are saying, you know, this is not the right path. So it's just interesting to sort of listen to everyone who's talking about it and pay attention to who this would benefit and who it would definitely not benefit. Oh, go into that if you know a well, bit about it. Just the fact that it would, you know, benefit all of the government agencies and big pharma and anyone who's into the medical cannabis aspect of it. But, you know, anyone who is in an adult use or, um, you know, purely recreational cannabis business, that this isn't going to do anything for them. Right. Right. Okay. Because it's still a controlled substance. So this isn't good for the cannabis community who just enjoy cannabis as, you know, an alternative to alcohol or tobacco. This is really great for patients. Yeah. Great news for patients. But if you're just someone who enjoys weed, it's not going to do anything for you. Absolutely. And as somebody who's doing dry January and teaching themselves how to roll joints right now, because I'm really bad at joint rolling. Mm -hmm. um, so... As a part of dry January, I'm also trying to up my joint rolling game. Like a California sober January? Um, Do you consider dry January just alcohol? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it, it, like, you know, I, I'm all about this alcohol alternative. Like, it's great. Like, the mm -hmm. it's, it's also great. Dry January... Fuck, do I want to go there? Yeah, Dry January has also been great because I haven't thought about alcohol except for in two instances where I had a bunch of anxiety because I was going to be in a group of people. And I was like, oh, this is a trigger for me to want to have a drink in my hand to calm the fuck down, to be okay, to be around a lot of people who I either want to be friends with or I'm new friends with and I want them to like me or I don't know anyone here so I need a little liquid courage or I can have a joint in my hand, get a little bit high tap in and realize that I'm feeling those feelings and not equate them with needing a vodka soda or a shot of whiskey. Great. And that that has, I think that's what, that and, you know, my cellular structure regrowing <laughs> re have yeah. been really beneficial. And it's Good. great to know that those are my, um, those are my things where I'm like, oh, I need a drink to be able to handle this. Mm -hmm. um, secondly, because I saw that you were going to pull this up as a, a news story this week, I got to call out Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew Pinsky. He is an op. He works for the freaking government. I do not trust this wait, man. Wait, wait, wait. I do Say not more. like I don't this know. man. I wasn't going to pull this up and I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm coming in hot. Breaking news. Okay. Fox Business. Okay. Five hours ago, mm -hmm. dropped the story that says Dr. Drew warns over marijuana studies some extremely worrisome data. Okay. So as Biden... Is trying to de uh, not deschedule. Um, what what's the Re word? Reschedule. Reschedule. Mm -hmm. Doctor Drew yep. for the Republicans, of course, through Fox Business, mm -hmm. is dropping uh, uh, opinion pieces about the dangers of marijuana. Of course, at the exact same freaking time. Gross. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So this man in the pocket of this is that's not a doctor to me. One that kind of is person. Is he a doctor? Yeah. Well, he's a doctor <laughs> of like I I think it has to do more with thought and mind stuff. I don't think he's like a doctor of like medicine as much as he is of like therapy and psychology and things. That's okay. my understanding, I think. Gotcha. Um, well, well, now he's going by medical personality. 
Oh my God, a medical personality. Isn't that fascinating? God, Oprah unleashed that on the world, didn't she? With Dr. fucking Phil and Dr. fucking Oz and all of the, wah. Right, yeah. Oh, it's just kind of like my- um, Love you, Oprah, but you, did, you <sighs> didn't do us a favor there. Right, oh. yeah. Like It's like how somebody changes their name so that it sounds less Jewish in, in like uh, Hollywood. <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean? Because their name is like Golden Farbstein or whatever it is. There's a great, yeah, 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 for sure. Right. I was just thinking of the uh, Zach Galifianakis between two ferns when he's with Paul Rudd. <laughs> Are you practicing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a very funny joke about being Jewish in Hollywood. But um, okay, so medical personality. Yeah, and so I can't believe that um, as Biden is trying to do the right thing, Doctor Drew, famous medical personality, Ugh. is coming out on Fox News being like tisk tisk. Recent data is showing that cannabis can cause a psychotic episode and 50% or more people who use cannabis may develop schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. What the fuck? And that that risk is even higher for teens and young adults. Fuck off. Fuck off. What the fuck is he talking about? Right. 50% of people who use cannabis can develop schizophrenia? What Middle is paragraph. he talking about? According to data from recent analysis, oh my God. This is crazy. Okay. Right? This is, yeah. I mean, it's, they'll, they'll do everything they can. Always. Always. But this is also why baby steps are anything in the right direction. Yes. Because as soon as one person tries to do the right thing, the other side is like, actually, we have someone in our pocket who can write this hit piece. And then everyone who pays attention to Fox is going to be like, oh, Biden's screwing up again my god the the great thing about this potential rescheduling or eventual rescheduling i think it looks very likely to happen is that more research will be able to happen and that's critical it's been very difficult when everyone's like there's no research it, they haven't been able to do research because it's been schedule one there was that crazy story about that woman who was arrested in oklahoma and charged with felony child neglect because she was using cannabis during her pregnancy and um people were all like talking about you know what cannabis does to the fetus and how it affects development and how it affects the mother and th there's no research you can't say that it does or doesn't do anything there has been almost zero research especially around cannabis and pregnancy which i'm super super interested in uh, like just the fact that there are women like our friend natalie had terrible uh hyperemesis gravidarum which is like constant vomiting when she was pregnant and she wished that she could use cannabis but she was just so concerned about it because she was like there's no research to say yeah. that it's okay so she did not but their their research show or like anecdotal evidence shows that there are women who could use cannabis safely for morning sickness. I mean, there have been there was a study done in Jamaica a really long time ago about it. So the the thing about this is that we could get some more than anecdotal evidence, some real research to show that cannabis is safe. It's plant medicine that we can truly use to treat things like hyperemesis gravidarum, along with all of the other conditions that we know it's good for yeah it's great for nausea it's great for anxiety it's great for pain it's great for inflammation it's great for fucking menstrual cramps it's great for menstrual cramps yeah it's so good for menstrual cramps yeah yeah i i think like also especially in the new year with we've gotten a bunch of new listeners thanks to like the try guys and yeah things like that um one of the things we do on this pod is we try and debunk and celebrate and lift up and get good information out there and i know we have a lot of listeners in states where it's still illegal just mm -hmm. statewide so if you have family members who are reading these dr drew articles please point them in the direction 
of this like rescheduling article as well and talk about the idea of research because yeah. if all the research that is being shown by places like Fox involves 50% of smokers get schizophrenia. Jesus. You know? You can read the 252 pages released by the Department of Health Services that says it has medical use and let's get this going. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Uh, so, oh, wow. That was a great one. That was a great news story. Excellent news story. Yeah. And yeah, Dr. Yes. Drew, what are you doing, Shut dude? up. Just <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Unbelievable. Shut the fuck up. Right? What? Fuck no, bitch. Fuck no, bitch. That was like my motto this season. Oh, did you pull that card? The eight of fuck no, bitch? Just the fuck no, <laughs> bitch? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's clipped into like an audio track fuck no bitch shut the fuck up (laughs) yeah wait let's get it clean fuck no bitch shut the fuck up fuck no bitch shut up (laughs) use it (laughs) that's awesome uh let's get it to some other great weed news this listen we went to a thing that was the coolest it really was um i'd like to actually start at the beginning because i owe you a huge thank you and danny danko a huge thank you go for it when we were in new york and i think it had just gone legal and we were smoking on the corner i think we got a joint to go smoke on the sidewalk of new york Mm -hmm. which was amazing and then we uh we linked with danny danko thanks to you and he was like do you want to go to the weed club and he took us to astor club new york and it was the most delicious dankest weed in the world everyone was just passing around jars of heat and um that it was kind of like this little like secret soho house for weed and uh they just had their grand opening of the one here in los angeles and it was a who is who is of the party it was a who's who unreal the vibe and uh i could keep going but please i thought when you were going who i was like it was a who to nanny (laughs) (laughs) damn it (laughs) it was a yeah it it was i mean when i strolled in i was just like the vibe the hot boxing the the scene the people and then i actually just went up on the roof for the most part because i've got this freaking crazy cough so i was like i kind of need to be outside and um Ended up just chit-chatting with like all of the folks that I've just known on the scene for so long in this city. Everyone was there. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It was just so fucking nice. And I stood with uh, our friend Jason Pinsky, creator of Bong Appetit. And uh, he was rolling up. And it was so funny to watch him. Because I've known that guy for a long fucking time. I met him, I don't know, 12 years ago at this point now. Oh, wow. He used to come into the offices of High Times with his Pelican case to do dabs, and he was like putting terps in his mustache and stuff. And we were always like, he's just like a weed nerd. And I was standing with him, and he was just like, he wasn't even looking at it. He just dove his hand into his pocket and was grinding up this huge pile of sour diesel from the East Coast. It smelled so good. It smelled so nostalgic for me. It was like my favorite strain. And then he rolled up this pile of weed into a joint without even looking at it and it was so much weed that there was like just weed falling on the floor and I was like that's right because th- like th- there's so much weed going on so much good weed that you that you don't even need to worry about like dropping some right it was Absolutely. just it was truly like a caviar and champagne weed party it really was yeah I got to do some name drops um <laughs> please do I mean I got to meet uh alchemist Alan the chemist one of the most incredible producers and DJs of all freaking time he Oh, it was wild because DJ Mishaps was before him and he 
he's he was great. But as soon as Alchemist got behind there, you could feel the whole room change, the energy change. Everyone couldn't stop moving their feet. Everyone was gravitating just to watch this legend fucking cook on the decks. It was unreal. I was so nervous to meet him. Shout out Joel Hadley. He pushed me towards him because I was like, I don't know. I got to smoke a little more. Like it was one of those moments where it's like, this is what I use alcohol for is to go up to someone who it's like, do I want to meet one of my heroes? Yeah, I do. And instead, shout out Joel. He just like pushed me like we were in a romantic comedy. And I was I had to go talk to the hot girl. He's like, get in there, dude. So I got to talk with him. Trinidad James was there. So we got to chop it up. Uh, Buddy was there. Wale was there. Shout out Matt and Ben, the creators of Aster Club, for making this all happen in partnership with Al Harrington. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to say was like, yes, the vibe was right. It was a great party, but also they're not going to just be a party thing. It's going to be like a weed work. Like it's going to be the place you can hang, bring your laptop, chop up some beats. You can finally go somewhere outside of if you're, if you work from home or you're an artist and you need a place to get away and do work and smoke, Mm -hmm. this is the spot to do it. Like you can light a joint, put your headphones on and get your shit done at a place like Astor Club. Yeah. Or you can go there and just chop it up with like growers. Like it's going to be it's it's where the scene is. It's where everyone who's cool will be hanging. It's where you can get all your work done. You can be with like-minded artists and you don't have to spend $400 on bad food like a cannabis cafe. <laughs> Got that dig in. I and I to. I totally agree with you. When you said Soho House for weed, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scene. It's cool. It feels very exclusive, but it's also just chill as fuck. And like they've got all the different levels and spaces and like you can like cozy up in a corner. You can be out on the roof. There's the whole thing. There's like one room where there's this massive long conference table where you just know like deals are going to get made. Yeah, right. And um, I loved it. I really loved it. And it was a super amazing crowd. I just saw so many friends and smiling faces. And yeah, it was a good time. Follow Aster Club LA and Aster Club NYC. And I really hope that they are the kind of success that they deserve. And if they get to open up new ones all over the country in states where there's rec, oh man, please join it. And if you get to come to LA or go to New York, go hang out there. You will be a part of the scene inside the scene. Mm-hmm. And that is a really exciting place to be. It is. I remember too, I was remembering kind of right when I'd moved to LA a few years ago, there was a place that opened up that was trying to do this, be like the weed work. It was called Paragon. Do you remember? Did you ever go? I never went, but I've heard you mention it. It was opened up by this woman who had won the Amazing Race and she was also a model. I think she might have been from St. Louis, actually. Oh. Her name was like Jessica Versteeg. I know the story. And go she, off, Mary Jane. she married like a Russian technocrat and they founded Paragon, which was supposed to be this weed work. And then they also founded a cryptocurrency that they ended up like ripping everyone off with and then disappearing with everyone's money and it was just like i was just remembering that standing at this astro club party and i was like yeah right remember when that like model and her russian boyfriend like ripped off the whole weed community and then like went dark and now they're like probably like living on a yacht somewhere who the fuck knows but always on the run but on the run with millions yeah like i actually went and checked her instagram because i was like i wonder if she's posted no last post was like 272 weeks ago or whatever yeah it's one post and she'll be found with a bullet in her head somehow god crazy 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 so yes anyway it just reminded me of like how funny things have been in the cannabis community like trying to get going and trying to get spaces to get like to gather a bunch of stoners openly together i mean it's not open because it's a private club but like 
there's just always been some risk associated with that. So we're in a brave new world of like, well, I don't want to say brave new world, but we're in a brand new world of being able to hang out like that. It feels so good. It's just so nice to gather and smoke together. Right. It's the best time. Without the overhead of you have to be eating a burger. Or or drinking alcohol. you have to be drinking alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hanging. Yeah. Just Just chilling. It's nice. And they don't have any beanbag chairs. And I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Just comfortable couches. That's so true. (laughs) No beanbags. Oh, shit. That's good. Yeah. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. Straight facts. Oh, man. Thanks, guys, for a great party. That was a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. Speaking of facts, I'm starving. Oh, is is it time to get to our cream corner? Let's do a cream corner, please. I'm begging, Mary Jane. You've been coming in with such sweet heat recently what do we got today so i made you a little carafe of coffee to go with this because uh we also have a picture to go with this as well i um went over to a neighbor's house this morning so archie my dog made friends with a neighborhood dog named oliver whoa big deal yeah archie is a um only he has only child syndrome he's he's got a few friends he's got pearl is his friend and he's friends with a couple of others but you're right he's definitely like he's not a dog's dog he's a he's a human's dog he's my dog he's your dog and um but oliver lives just up the street and oliver and archie must have known each other in a previous life because oliver who is also not a dog's dog pulls his person to come and see archie down the street And his people are always like, this is so weird. He doesn't like other dogs. He doesn't care about other dogs. But he really loves Archie. And he comes running up and he's this cute little blonde terrier and they're kind of both the same size. And and they sniff and they kind of talk to each other. They vocalize. It's so wild. So we've seen each other out on Sorry to interrupt, but Mm -hmm. I do know a psychic if you'd like to get to the bottom of their past Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hell to the no. (laughs) That would be so funny. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you. So... (laughs) They, de- but they definitely like they, they 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 like fought in a medieval war or something together. These two because they're like friends. Mm-hmm. They really know each other from a different time. Mm-hmm. And so we've seen each other out on walks. And then finally today we had a doggy play date where I went over this morning to you know just like hang out with him for an hour and like have coffee with his humans. And I had brought a jar of jam as just like a gift to say you know thank you for having us over. And then Oliver's um, human Catherine person i don't like saying owner but anyway so Catherine uh was like well come out in the backyard i have a lemon tree would you like to take some lemons with you so i have a lemon from her lemon tree this crazy looking meyer lemon this is like a split one that's almost two in one it's delicious smelling and she gave me a huge bag like three pounds of lemons so i went home and i made us meyer lemon bars to have on the podcast and i also brewed you oh my god um, a fresh cup of coffee using the pour over system that you gave me for christmas you asked for a chemex on the pod yeah and uh, and you remembered and you gave it to me so thank you so mm. these my these are my lemon bars oh, made from scratch uh with love like an hour ago <laughs> fresh lemon bars from mm-hmm. the lemon tree mm-hmm. oh it's got powdered sugar on the microphone sorry mark <laughs> what do you think oh my god i think the recipe is really good i think it's like um a good um combination of the shortbread to lemon mm. curd okay I got to go off for a second. Mm-hmm. I make a great lemon bar. It is one of my go-to desserts. Mm-hmm. I take pride in my lemon bar. You have a famous article that went viral about your lemon bars. About taking acid and making lemon bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's viral. It's famous. It's famous. Google Mike Glazer LSD lemon bar. Yeah, it's We'll there. put a link in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. This is better than my lemon bar. Ooh. The ratio is perfect the shortbread is 
crunchy and sweet, but not too sweet. The lemon comes through. It's not overly sugary. This is a perfect lemon bar. And I, it's one of my top desserts of all time is a lemon bar. And this is the best one I've ever had. Really? Hands down. Just on one bite? Hands down. The freshness, the ratio, the tartness, you freaking crushed this thing. I am not this is not hyperbole. This isn't just to gas you up. This is the best lemon bar I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Great British Bake Off. I'm coming for you. Holy crap. Thank you. I, I would sit with a spoon mm. watching the end of Fool Me Once on Netflix and clean out that thing. Holy <laughs> Thanks, shit. Mike. Thank you. I was I was really pleased with it because it fit into- Wait, what happened to me? I used to hate soup. I used to hate tea. Yeah. Now I'm a tea guy. I'm a soup fiend. Yeah. I'm c- calling you the best lemon bar maker. Well, it's nice to be nice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why am I holding on I to prefer the past? When, I prefer when you're nice to me rather than when you're like, I fucking salted your lagas, you dumb bitch. You know, like- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the compliments and I'm glad you like them. Ooh, baby, I'm growing. Capricorn I, is in my house. I love it. I mm. love I love the growth. Uh no, and I appreciate it too. And obviously if you didn't like it, you're perfectly well welcome to tell it, me that as well. It's I would though. I would tell you. I hope so. Because also you Because it would great... be weird if all of a sudden you're just like, now I'm only no, nice. Because I would be like, oh, that feels weird. And I think our palates are both really good. And I think we have similar palates where like we both know if something's overcooked or like the shrimp is rubbery. Like we can call that out to each other because there's no hiding that from each other. Yeah. You nailed this. Thank you, Mike. Wow. Can I say the like in keeping with the sort of like trying to work through my pantry, I didn't have all of the things that were in the recipe. So I substituted some stuff and that felt really good too. Like I didn't have enough granulated sugar. So I used half turbinado sugar and then I tasted the curd at one point and I didn't think it had nearly enough lemon. So I put in like hella more lemon juice and hella more lemon zest than it asked for nice all yes. that kind of stuff so it was just like nice to sort of find like have fun i'm having fun in the kitchen mm. tinkering and playing and seasoning and and making things and uh it's it's a good time so phenomenal thank you how's that coffee this coffee is really good <laughs> it's freaking good good um i like my instant coffee more I'm on an instant coffee kick right now and um, because then I only and I make it strong. So I only have like one or two cups instead of like three or four. So much better. So much better. And I'm on I'm, I prefer my instant coffee. Well, the instant coffee you gave me for Christmas, I prefer to this. Mm-hmm. However, having seen you use the Chemex, I understand the ritual. I understand the patience. I understand the hot cup. Yeah. So I think there's there's more to it than just this coffee that you're sharing. Yeah, I think you giving me the Chemex really fits so nicely into my whole vibe, which is like I'm truly getting up and trying to take time with ritual, whether it's with the coffee or with, you know, sitting and doing a little meditation or pulling a card or going for a walk with Archie and not wearing headphones and listening to anything. All these things that are, I'm trying to be very intentional about how I'm spending each piece of my day and time. So that Chemex like is the perfect way to start it off. So thank you. What's the deal with the figs in your coffee? Or is that the flavor profile? Uh, the dates? Dates. I put a, oh, I made, I'm making my own almond milk too. I'm going crazy right now. Like basically a trad wife. <clears throat> um, <laughs> she's you putting know. handmade tail on her. <laughs> it's the mail for me. Yet she's still a handmaid? I'm she's still confused. in the kitchen. She's still in the kitchen. You're in the kitchen, bitch. <laughs> what are you doing in the kitchen? Thought you were a feminist. <laughs> I am. I'm cooking for myself. Um, yeah, basically a trad wife, you know, wearing like hoop skirts and aprons and stuff. And yeah. um, 
So I'm Thanks making... for taking off your bonnet before this episode. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm, I can't wear a bonnet out in public. That was bad luck. <laughs> but I, um, the almond milk is super yummy when you just like make your just really simple. You soak your almonds and then you like blend it up with filtered water and you strain out the almond meal. And then I'm adding in some pitted dates and some vanilla just to add a little nice flavor profile to Do it. Do they soak or are they blended dates? So if you have just zizzing pieces them. of dates in there. No, no, no. I'm zizzing them in and then um, you strain the whole thing. Delicious. It's just like the sweetness of it comes through. Can I through. try a sip of it? Yeah. It's my um, Chemex coffee, almond milk, date and vanilla latte. Um, you can buy like cold brew at Whole Foods. There's a company that makes exactly this that's it costs like $6 a thing. And so I was like, I'm just going to make my own. Uh, coffee on a lemon bar is a great breakfast. What do you think? I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot, actually. There's a lot going on in there. Yeah. It's really nice. Wow. Oh. I mean, cream corner was kind of my thing, but that, I, can we share cream corner this week? Cream corner has always been both of us. I mean, God damn, that's good. Thanks. I want I want a corner piece too. Are you a middle or a corner? I know I gave myself a corner. You did. I gave you a middle. Oh, yeah, I uh, love it. The middle can... is a great way to know how good a dessert is, but mm -hmm. a corner is the favorite. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The middle is for judging, and the corner is for enjoyment. Okay, that's how I feel. Middle is for judging, and the corner is for enjoyment, which is the opposite of what it's like to be a person. Because if you're in the middle, you're enjoying yourself, and then if you're in the corner, you're judging. Correct. Right. Yeah. So it's the opposite of being a person. It's food. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. Drew's like, see, I told you. They're idiots. <laughs> They're idiots and schizophrenic. <laughs> They've been smoking so much weed, they don't make sense anymore. <laughs> this is dumb what dumbs. you want. This is what you want. You want people to talk about how the middle is enjoyment and the corner is judgment, but vice versa when you're a person versus food? Sure. We got you. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is what we do. Just have a great time while really not making much sense <laughs> a lot of the time. And then sometimes we're earnest and sometimes we're funny and sometimes we talk about politics and sometimes people love it. Sometimes. And sometimes we get DMs and I usually agree with them. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, why'd you say that? Yeah. Stop saying that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like that. What, anyway. What else we got? Um, well, my cream corner section this week is a shout out to my brother, Mac Laser. He just did the coast to coast Disney marathon. I think he did two half marathons and one of them is in Florida. And then you take a, take a bit of time off and then you fly to L.A. and do another Disney half marathon. And um, him and Patrick are um, huge fans of Disney. They are just I've heard the word Disney gays, so I don't feel any problem saying they are Disney gays and they love it so much. They have two different Christmas trees, one for Disney and one for other Christmas ornaments. They have a room I just learned dedicated to Disney in their home. Um, and I've never been to Disney. And so when they came to Anaheim this past weekend, I couldn't get a ticket because it was sold out. Um, wow, like which the whole is theme crazy. park? The whole theme park was sold out. Wild. But they have something called Downtown Disney, which is kind of like the Americana or the Grove. And okay. it's a lot of great shopping and you can still get a good Disney experience. Um, um, but like the characters and the rides and those things that are not available. So we met in um, Disney Downtown, got some Neapolitan pizza. And uh, what I wanted to talk about, besides my brother crushing his race, wow. I think he got 107th overall for his gender. Wow. Yeah. Like he placed- And like actually, thousands of people, I imagine, right? That's got to be like so many people running. Oh, he just texted me. Wow. Shout out, Matt. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, let me pull up his uh, stats. I saw you posted about it because he did so well. Yeah, and so he didn't well. fave it. 
Wow. So this is also a did little bit of a him? call out. I did. But he has no followers, no posts. So what okay. are you going to do? Okay. He got uh, 108th place. Mm-hmm. And in his division, he got 26th. The dude was motoring. Wow. Half marathon. No joke. Um, He does whole marathons too. I don't want to. Anyway, the point <laughs> is um, he nailed it. And having not been to Disney, but having heard that the food at Disney is very good, mm-hmm. I got a churro. Okay, what a great picture! And it's a famous churro, which I didn't know. Did you? T- oh, you didn't take this. I didn't take Sorry. that one. I have I a video like- of me biting it and saying the word "phenomenal" as cinnamon sugar puffs out all over the camera, and I didn't feel like sharing that just yet. Okay, but it was incredible. It is the best churro I've ever had. I've had three. Mm-hmm. Um, the middle was kind of doughy, and the outside was crispy. So as you ate it, the outside would kind of fall away, and then you'd have this doughy texture on the inside, and the liberal amount of cinnamon and sugar on it was perfect too because you don't want it to be so skimpy that it just tastes like dough and you don't want it to be so much that you cough on it like a big suck of powdered sugar Mm. great ratio i think the thing was 6.99 i understand at least what i understand the most about disney is the churros i that's that's as far as i've gotten we we met goofy that was really cool we snuck into a line we shouldn't have and uh we got to meet goofy and uh, that was really cool, too. But honestly, the churro, the churro was amazing. OK, so next step is for you to actually go and go into the theme park and experience all of the re- like there's a turkey leg situation. Yeah, I heard the turkey leg. There's a Dole Whip that I'm excited to try. Mm-hmm. I, I truly feel like it's so funny you say that. It's like, have you been to Disney? It's like, I'm getting there. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> exactly. You just reclassified your relationship with Disney, but you haven't descheduled it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. And I would also like to say uh, my biggest uh, aversion to it was one, just a bunch of children running around. And two, just the idea of waiting in lines. And none of that was true, except for when you go and, okay, Disney, if you're listening, (laughs) you need a huge family restroom and then you need restrooms for adults. I cannot continue to walk into a men's room, turn the corner and see a young girl and a young boy waiting for their dad in that bathroom. Like Were there urinals there? There's urinals there. Oh, and yeah. and it is what it is and I understand as a parent like if one kid has to pee, all of them have to go in there, but when there's only a men's room and a woman's room labeled yeah. as such, I'm not saying that, but that's what their labels were. I need a huge family restroom too, so that I don't turn the corner and see little kids when I'm trying to like yeah. do something like that. Super tricky. Super tricky. Mm-hmm. Not into it. Yep. You know what I mean? I feel you on that for sure. Yeah. Yep. Especially like I don't know, man. People are on their phones doing TikTok live streams. You you do in the, the wrong... bathroom? I don't know. You know, I know. <laughs> oh I, I know there's secret cameras everywhere in Disney. It's like Vegas for people who don't want to gamble. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I cameras feel, everywhere. I feel yeah. Okay. Secret security. Get a family restroom. Get a family restroom, please. Got you. Yeah. Other than that, great time. <laughs> but geez, Louise, heard. Man, could yeah, not. it's tricky. It's tricky because I feel like you know, especially with dads, like taking yeah, with a mom, like a mom taking her kids in. There's always going to be it's only stalls in women's restrooms, but like a man in the men's restroom, you got those. You got that standing situation. You got that standing situation. Everyone's just out in the open. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And and you're just like. I can't. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to get deeper into that because that's how I get arrested. But I don't like to. I didn't like it. <laughs> I 
feel you on that. Yeah. It's funny, you know, you just make me think of how like the the American situation with urinals and restrooms is so different to how it is in Europe. Do you remember in Amsterdam they have those like urinals out on the street? Yeah, and they were clean. Just, yeah. They were great. Yeah. And it's just a different relationship to like what that act is in public. And like like obviously I don't think it's ideal for anyone. I don't think like the citizens of Amsterdam are like wonderful people are peeing in public, but it was just to like prevent the public urination with all of the tourists coming. Absolutely. And so they have these standing urinals that are sort of just like, I don't know, semi-private, right? Did you ever use one? Uh, I didn't use it, but I poked my head in out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was fine. It was yeah. everything that um, that you would want in, in, a like, in a urinal that's in the middle of the sidewalk. Right. Privacy. There's like soundproofing. Yeah. There was a little podcast mic. Yeah. You could a little disco ball. A little disco ball. It was great. <laughs> I just objected because like there was no option for women. And I, the one time I tried to use the stand up, like whatever it was called, like I think it was called the sheenus, which was like a sheath that you could use as a woman to pee standing. Yeah. I just literally pissed all over myself and it was. Really? No. So like there's, uh. yeah, it's real hard to use. I yeah. wasn't I wasn't good at it anyway. I'm sure there are people who are, but I was useless. I tried because I, I was going to Burning Man and I was like, I need to have any option to not sit on a porta potty toilet when mm -hmm. things get crazy there. And um, yeah, the sheenus was a no go for me. No, and that's such a bummer. You should have something better or equal to just like popping a squat behind a dumpster. <laughs> yeah. You know I, what I mean? For sure. Yeah. That's reasonable. That's totally. a reasonable request. Yeah. Yeah. That's not wearing like adult diapers or using a weird funnel right yeah yeah well okay so we have a, a disney has a couple we things. got some problems to we fix, got some people. problems to fix yep it'd be funny if disney made one it had little little mini ears on it like a female urine urinary yeah. station yeah what am i saying yeah exactly that'd be dr fun. drew <laughs> dr drew anyway sorry buddy uh you're right you're right um uh the only other thing i wanted to say about uh disney is i get it a bit more now you know, the I, magic. I, yeah, I get the magic. I get the disconnect from reality. I will say um, it's a slippery slope. I learned that you can get a mansion called like Oak Golden Oak Mansions and you can actually they start at three million dollars and you can get a mansion on Disney property to live in. And they're also they own so much land in Disney World and Disneyland that they aren't using and they're starting to build retirement centers on Disney property so that you can just live in this magical place until you die. And that is worrisome to me. I don't love that level of John Stamos fandom. You know, Club 33, love a secret club, love disconnecting from reality and being around Beast and Jafar and Aladdin and turning the corner and there's Pluto and wonderful, wonderful. But get back to the real world sometime. You can't live in a mansion at Disney. Like that to me is worrisome. Huh. As, as we go into a virtual reality life with AI crossing over into reality and we don't know what's going to be real in the next four years because of deep fakes and um, everyone just staying at home and getting dumber. Like I understand why you might want to go to Disney and just disassociate and have a wonderful time, mm -hmm. but also don't retire there. You know, don't get a mansion at Disney World and pretend that the world doesn't exist. We need you out here. There's big things that we need you to vote on and work towards and living a super deep Disney way that I saw some people living made me incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of Wally. 
right? hundred percent. Like the citizens of that crazy spaceship just get so disconnected from reality that they, yeah, they end up totally. Yeah. Like the cruise ship going on right now, the nine month cruise to Antarctica oh with the God. Drake passage. One, I yeah. mean, you deserve everything you're getting on that cruise. Oh, you thought it was going to be smooth sailing to Antarctica, the furthest part north. Oh, hey, let's just make sure those waters are relaxed for you. Bitch, hell yeah. no. Fuck no, bitch. Fuck no, bitch. Yeah, that's the best TikTok going on right now. It that is. crazy reality show. It's yeah. wild. And I bring that up because when we were hanging out with Patrick, um, he works for a travel agency. He's about to go on the biggest cruise ship of all time, the Icon, for three days before Whoa. it opens. It's a massive cruise ship. But there is also a 270-day cruise coming soon. And he's like, I want to go. It takes you all over the world. And I was like, you want to live on a cruise ship for a year? And he's like, absolutely. And I was like, that makes my... That makes my brain hurt, dude. Mm -hmm. And we are just very different people. He's like, he just wants to live in the joy at yeah, all times. Absolutely. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm so critical of that unfairly. But for me, that sounds like a nightmare. Yep, I feel you. You know, I see both sides. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Where do you stand on it? Um, I would never go on a cruise ship. I would never. Uh, I, I, I don't like them. <laughs> And I think that like the big long cruises that are happening right now um, as a response to the pandemic and sort of like busting back out and being like, okay, like let's all gather again and do these big extravagant trips and stuff. I think that, um, yeah, I think they're bad on every level. I think they're very, very disconnected from what's good for the climate and the environment and society and economics. And um, yeah, I think it's crazy. And there was one famous one that just um, – dumped a bunch of people like a, a bunch of people gave up they sold their homes and they poured their life savings into it to go on this huge famous cruise that then collapsed and it was like the fire festival of cruises it just didn't <gasps> fucking happen oh, and now there are people who are just stranded without any of their money left and they're not getting refunds so i would oh, also just God. be skeptical of any of those ventures but yeah i don't i love being on the water i love being at sea i wouldn't want to do it on a cruise ever yeah yeah uh, a guy on my um show at the Comedy Store on the 25th, Omid Singh. He's mm -hmm. a cruise ship comedian. Mark just wrote those poor cruise ship comedians on the way to Antarctica. Oh, Can you Jesus. imagine doing crowd work <laughs> with going through the Drake Passage? Well, people are like vomiting up their weird like <laughs> lobster gnocchi. God. <laughs> Where are you from? Fuck. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, but he said, I mean, he's, he does two shows a night, every night when he's on the cruise. And he's like, it's really interesting because I'm so famous. When I'm on there, because everyone's like, you're amazing and your crowd works amazing. And we did all these games with you and you're so funny. And he's like, but it's also intense because there's nowhere to hide. And he's like, it's a real he's like, I'm not comparing myself to an Ariana Grande or anyone who's like truly famous. But when you're there and everyone wants a piece of you because they see you, yeah, you're famous. it's crazy. And he's like, and then I finally get off the cruise ship and no one knows who I am. And, you know, I'm 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 back in reality. And he's like, and it's actually a really good thing to go back to that reality to mm -hmm. get that check in. So I can't imagine these people who are going to be on a cruise for an entire year. Like, like, what are you running from, dog? Yeah. Come on. Wild. And also, if you're going to spend six hundred thousand dollars to do that, mm -hmm. wouldn't you much rather like what well, I would maybe instead of that, I would rather take that six hundred thousand and do my own world tour. Yeah. Go to Tuscany, kick it for two weeks, pet a strange dog. Maybe it befriends me, and then we're on the road together. That's how I like to travel. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Hard agree. So anyway. Yep. I, churros are great. Churros are great. <laughs> uh, baby steps toward Disney and fuck cruise ships. Yeah. Got it. 
<laughs> Buzz of the week? Yeah. Okay. My butt of the week this week is Zach Miller. He's a great friend. He's a great comic. At Zach Miller Dog. Dog is spelled D-A-W-G. Uh, I just did two shows with him. His two shows. And um, one of them was in Long Beach. And it was packed. And it was so fun. And I headlined it. Did 25 minutes. Crush, crush, crush. And then I did his show at Higher Path Dispensary last night. Crush, crush, crush. Thanks to him for booking me. Uh, not only is he a great friend, but he's also been going through some really hard times recently. Um, he got arrested unfairly and his dispensary got shut down. And um, it's because the, uh, the the place that he lives, it's a mob racket and he wouldn't pay the shakedown money. And so the police got involved and took it from him. And mm -hmm. now he's in a huge court case. And while he's battling this shakedown, he was also just diagnosed with MS. So uh, the dude is here. He's putting up great comedy shows. He's so funny on stage. He's a great friend. And he's also going through a real fucked up time. So if you want to follow somebody and just show some love and show some, some support, maybe drop a comment on his Instagram and just be like, dude, Dude, you're awesome. Keep it up. Follow Zach Miller Dog. Uh, check out Hemperer's Comedy. It's in his bio. And um, any love that we can all show this guy who's been so good to me and deserves uh, so much better than he's battling with right now. That's uh, that's why I want to make him my butt of the week. Nice. Yeah. Shout out Zach. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, it's it, anyway. Yeah, it's tough. When things are tough, they're really tough and it feels like it's never going to get better. Mm -hmm. So I feel, yeah, for Zach going through all of that and still putting out shows and comedy. That's the thing, the whole right? Time. It's yeah, amazing. like it ain't going to slow me down, but it doesn't mean it's easy to keep it moving. It sure doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. What about your butt of the week? My butt of the week is Pro Choice Majority, who are an uh, organization. They're out of Texas and they make these bracelets. I've got a video up on YouTube that I put on It's the Mayo for Me, and I'm also wearing this bracelet. It just says choice, and they have a bunch of different options on their website, which is at prochoicemajority.org. And all of the proceeds from these bracelets are going to pro choice organizations. They've raised, I think, $65,000 at this point to give to pro choice organizations, which are so critical right now as abortion access across the US is being um, diminished and restricted and banned. So uh, ProChoiceMajority.org, they're a fantastic small outfit, and they've got a bunch of different options. And if you want to get a choice bracelet and support them, go to ProChoiceMajority.org. Nice, butt of the week. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram, our YouTube, I think, is also Weed and Grub. WG at WeedandGrub.com is our email. We probably won't get back to you. Like, it's better just follow us on Instagram. You know what DM I mean? DM us. DM us. Slide in. Um, I also want to shout out Mary Jane because your TikTok just cracked 10K. Congratulations. Thank you. You've been working so hard on that. So follow Mary Jane's TikTok at... It's the mayo for me. Just, just cracked 10K. Yeah. Thank you. It's huge. I think you can be a part of the creator fund now, too. I hope so. Yeah. That'd be great. I Make... love. I don't know what that is, but I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Infuriating, right? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know how it works, but <laughs> she's anyway. thriving. <laughs> she's thriving on something she doesn't even understand. <laughs> Fuck. Everybody's like paying money for strategists, and you know this is the new algorithm, and we need to encapsulate. And you're just like sandwiches and abortion. <laughs> Hey, when the content's great, then nothing else matters. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And shout out to you, Mike. Everyone follow at Glazer on IG and Glazer Jokes on TikTok because you're blowing up too and you're doing fucking cool stuff and you have like so many gigs coming down the pike that people should get their, themselves to in person. 
And I know there's big stuff coming up for you, like on all levels. Yeah. But, you know, follow yeah. Mike. And follow me right now, too, because I'm in Instagram jail until February 7th because I didn't know you could put a tiny wiener on Instagram. Oh, yeah. You put a dick on Instagram. Yeah. Uh. So follow me now because uh, I'm not allowed to reach anything but my followers until are February you, 7th. Are you on private right now? I didn't want to do any of that because I have so many shows oh, to post yeah. that, um, you know, if you can find me. I need you to come buy tickets. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got it. Yeah. Well, follow Mike. Yeah. Follow me. I'm in jail. Um, and thanks, as always, to producer Mark at Petty Cash Studios uh, for making it fun and cool to hang out. Um, that's it for this week. That's it for this week. It was a good episode. Yeah. We'll see you next week with some more w- weird ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.